tomorrow night. Come see us live at Littlefield in Brooklyn with our guest, Jim Norton. Get tickets at littlefieldnyc.com. Come join us. I might even see. Our sponsor today is one of the premier independent labels in the world. DFA Records, based out of downtown New York City and co-founded by James Murphy of LCD Sound System. DFA Records is proud and excited to release the second album from Greek singer, songwriter, production guru, and all-around genius savant, Larry Gus. His new album is entitled, I Need New Eyes. This new album sees Larry Gus moving slowly out of his sample bass roots and now using clearer songwriting structures as his starting point. His lyrics stare intensely into obsessions, anxieties, and inadequacies while the music he makes takes on vibrant, sunny, psychedelic pop, percussive, polyrhythmic drums, and multi-layered dense arrangements before many critics have compared Larry to everyone from Mad Lib to Caribou to Panda Bear. It is safe to say on this new album, Larry Gus has truly found a voice of his own. This fall, Larry will be on tour with the DFA alumni Yacht Inn. October and November, playing both East and West Coast, as well as a very special performance at the DFA Halloween Party at Palisades in Brooklyn, New York. Larry Gus's new album is available for sale in multiple formats, including limited pressings on blue vinyl, red vinyl, black vinyl, CD, and digital. DFA Records has been releasing music since 2001, including such iconic indie dance bands as LCD, Sound System, The Rapture, Yacht, Holy Ghost, Hot Chip, Factory Flaw, and The Juan McLean. Visit the DFA online store at store.dfarecords.com for more details and to order your copy today. And for 20% off your online order, use coupon code GILBERT at the DFA store.
This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and we're recording once again at Nutmeg Post. Our guest this week is a stand-up comedian, actor, singer, and writer who has appeared in movies like Mouse Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can stop right there. I can die after yeah. Mouse Hunt. Because that, that was, that was I had three lines. Yeah, I can die after Mouse Hunt. It's like, it's like DiCaprio after Gilbert Craig. He could have died after it, and he would have just been immortal. You're like James Dean after I, 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 Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a yeah. Cause and dead. Yeah. And, and room, room, crash. Let him finish the rest of your intro, oh, damn it. Oh, and, and here's a film that I could say we we co-starred in. What was it? Uh, this oh, yeah. was Bob Saget's Farce of the Penguins. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yes, a lot of people <laughs> saw that. We've two pictures together, Gilbert, that oh, and The Aristocrats. The Aristocrats. Oh, you got right. all the praise for, and yes. I just got, he's a fag. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been meaning... We'll discuss that later. Yeah, These unfair going. rumors. Oh, yeah, very unfair. Unsubstantiated Ridiculous. rumors. I, I've, got, I've got a wife and three kids. I've been licking pussy my whole life. You, you've been haunted by this your whole life. Haunted. Yeah, someone started it. It's and... ridiculous. I've got a ring on my finger. Look at me. I'm a married man. He's never going to get through the intro. Right, oh, and Quiz Show. Quiz Show, yes. I worked with Robert Redford. Uh, I had three lines again. <laughs> yes. But I was fantastic. I looked great. This is Mario Cantone, by the way. We'll get to that. Well, we'll I, get I, to that later. You know, about Quiz Show, what's interesting is I had a, I improvised a lot of that, and I worked with Robert Redford. And I just, and like, he was directing me, and I, I'll never forget him putting his arm around me and walking me up the street. And I just looked at him, and if there was a bubble over my head with words, it would have said, I used to masturbate to you as a kid. <laughs> I mean, not now. You look like, you know, Salty the Pirate. Uh, no, I, my kid, Bob. You kid him. <laughs> but it was. It was the, big, the, cover, the cover of the book, Big Hoss and Little Fossey. Remember that? Right, with Michael with J. Big Pollard. Hoss, little Hossy, whatever You bet. It was. Michael J. Pollard. You now, bet. Now, didn't you, you said something like, uh, hey, Tell me what my address is in Quiz Show. Oh, he's the oh you were you were the pesky guy Fines. in the phone booth. It was yeah. before Ray Fines uh, had uh, they had released Schindler's List, so it was before I really knew how brilliant he was. But I did. I, I banged on a phone booth, and I was I I was like uh, I don't know. I was just saying it's it's it's, it's, it's Ralph. What was it? Ray Fines. Ray Fines. Right. No, uh, J- Van Doren. Oh, Charles uh, Van Doren. Charles, I was going to call him Ralph Van Doren. <laughs> it's Charles Van Doren. Yeah, I was like, hey, look, Charles Van Doren, everybody. Hey, 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 Chuck, Chuck, which street do I live on in Brooklyn? Yeah, because he he used to, you know, be a whiz at, at, at trivia and questions. And I just chased him down the street and and said, give me an autograph for my wife. <laughs> I played it. I play. I played straight very early in my career. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get through this intro? <laughs> oh, and you've no, been in TV shows like. Men in trees. Oh yes, I gave my kidney to a dying <laughs> Wait, straight a man, guy. and that—that's got show. a whole card. A there. dying straight a dry, man, a beautiful dying what, straight man. No, no. 
No, it was actually. <laughs> well, Harry Lou, was actually. <laughs> he was actually. A, a, he was a straight man too, but he was also a. Well, uh, baseball plays have very strange names. <laughs> he was. A, he was a beautiful. I was. That's true. I gave him my kidney. You gave him a dying straight, a beautiful, yeah. handsome, straight, heterosexual man my kidney. Yeah. yeah, because he was dying, and I didn't even know him. How's that for a plot? Steve Rossi was such <laughs> a dead straight man. <laughs> no, I saved his life. I saved his life because he was beautiful. How superficial Dan, is that? Dan Rowan's a dead straight man. He's a man. dead straight man. <laughs> Gil, you gave an organ to Dan Rowan. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, several times. Do you want to guess Just the... <laughs> to get on life. You did give him a, You did. Yeah, it was a Wurlitzer. And I don't remember if Wheeler or Woolsey was the straight oh, man. Oh, what difference does it make? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. No but he's got a whole card there. Oh, okay. Our credentials. Oh, sorry. Okay, so Men in Trees. <laughs> yes. Chappelle Show. Yes, that, I, I became very hip with the with the kids, with, with the young, beautiful, urban kids. They love me. But what's interesting about Why, that? Yes. I can tell where people who what people know me from by who they are. So if it's middle aged women, it's usually the View. Um, Never heard if, of it. If, 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 if it's young women, it's Sex in the City, or women with their skirts up to their twatsonis. You know, it's, 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 it's women who love Sex in the City. And then if it's these young black kids or Puerto Rican kids in my neighborhood, it's the Chappelle Show. And one time, one time, I'm on the corner, handsome young black kid with his friends and his girlfriend, and he comes up to me and he goes, yo, man, you that comedian? I was like, yes, I am that comedian. And he was so handsome, of course, so I'm so like, yes. Yeah. And he said, man, you man, you the guy that does that Liza Minnelli bit. Yo, man, that's hilarious. And I was like, how do you know about this Liza Minnelli bit? Because I thought he was going to say Chappelle Show. Oh, and of course, you uh, here, what? according to the list, yeah. you were in Sex in the City. Yeah, you buried the lead. No yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> no reason. And on that. the broad. Broadway stage, oh, yes. Yes. which is Broadway very shows. strange that you're being an in extravagant Broadway show. It's strange because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so subtle. Because you're I, a pussy hound. I am. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Well, you know, so is John Barrymore. But I, there's plenty of pussy hounds on Broadway. Look at... Uh, uh, I love that show, by at, the way. Pussy hounds on Broadway. Pussy, yeah, pussy under- hounds on Broadway. They're pussing around Broadway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just saw Pussy Hounds and Dinette. It's a wonderful. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. It's 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 it's, it's kittens. People dressed as kittens singing country. And in the new production of Death of a Pussy Hound, that was really yeah, excellent. Riveting. Yes, Very tragic. Yeah. yeah, half of his hair was falling. Frederick out. March was bad. and Jim J. Bullock. It was bad. <laughs> was the way all his hair was, his whispers, whiskers were bent. This is the longest intro bad. we've ever had on the show. Couldn't sell a freaking kid. He's going to list. He's going to list the shows you were in. Yeah, what, what, Love, valor, and compassion. Yes, yes, it was called Love, Valor, Compassion. Terrence McNally. Compassion. Yeah, Terrence McNally. It won Best Play that year for the Tony Award, and then it closed four months later. Um, it actually, yeah, closed four months later. But it was it, it was a great play. I replaced Nathan Lane in that. So another pussy hound. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. The two of us. Boy, you can see us carousing. I, I, there's just no cunt left. No. no After there is not. you and Nathan <laughs> Lane. Oh, we have rubbed them all out, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't throw the rest of the Go ahead. Okay. Right, 
Stephen Sondheim's Assassin. Oh, I yes, saw Stephen, you in yes, that one. Yes, Assassins. I yes. played Sam Beck, who tried to hijack a plane in 1973 and crashed it into the White House to kill Nixon, and he never got off the ground. At, you know, never got the plane off the ground, and they killed him. Yes, that was that's a brilliant show. That was the New York I, Times. I, pick. I loved you yeah. in that. And Neil Patrick Harris played Neil, Oswald. Neil Patrick Harris. Another pussy hound. Another pussy Yeah. Hound. Oh, forget <laughs> it. He, he's actually gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And now, now, uh, Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. gay? No, he's just English. No, but he'll fuck anything with that bald head. Just head first, he dies. He did in. the tempest. With he did Patrick. the tempest with him, which you're actually doing again in the park. Yeah, uh, and that's where it started in the park, and then it went to Broadway, and I replaced John Pankow when it went to Broadway. But yeah, they're doing it again, so you feel really old that they're they've. It's like, didn't they just do this? No, they did it. What, 17 years ago? Oh, my God! Dad, keep going, Gilbert. Take me down memory lane. This old... old what? This oldest regrets? No, I never did that show. Go ahead. His own Tony-nominated one-man show, Laugh Horror. Yes, you forgot the big bomb, the Violet Hour, which was also oh, in the Richard Assassins. Greenberg show, and, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That was a big, big, big failure. But it was fun to do tragic, and then I did Laugh Horror, yeah, which, which was I nominated saw, for Tony, which I saw twice, which you saw twice. Thank I, you, Frank. I'm glad you came twice. I loved it. Thank you very much. He came twice. <laughs> yes, twice. yeah. He is gay. I have it yeah. on. Deep. <laughs> I have it on DVD. He's so gay with those Sally, Jesse, Raphael glasses. <laughs> Is anybody else in this room wearing red glasses? I don't think oh, so. Oh, it's my trademark. <laughs> hey, yesterday was my anniversary. Happy I can play the straight card, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. One yeah. year of One year coming out? Of yeah, bliss. that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get to the red? Welcome to the show. <laughs> One fellow, year with Caitlyn Jenner. Our yes. fellow showbiz junkie and obsessive, the funny and multi-talented uh, cunt hunter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mario Cantone. Oh, hey. I hunt a cunt. <laughs> Mr. Hunter Cunt. Yes, wow. that's what I am. I am. Wow. That, is, that was good. I, I, that was enjoyable to go through. That. Are we done? Are we that's finished? it. Yes. That was an 18. We've got other people coming. Larry Hovis is coming oh, in. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, gay, it's Pride Month. <laughs> President Obama yeah. coined this month as Pride Month. Thank you, Mr. President. So we have an array of homosexuals coming in <laughs> after me. Oh. I don't know where to begin. We I'll just... take a letter to my lawyer, Mr. Huntercunt. <laughs> <laughs> and what Where is it? You... And McCormick. Yes, yes. Huntercunt. Huntercunt. And Tell the story of. <laughs> what's, what's that from? Love well, story. Love Story. Ollie McGraw. And... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Preppy. She was brutal. Yeah, that. Eric Siegel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her, but she wasn't good in that. Now, uh, what what is your opinion on Ali McGraw? I like, I like, I think she's. I saw her in person recently, and she looks beautiful. But she, I don't think she was ever a great actress. It's a terrible thing to say, but I'm saying it. You know, but you know, she didn't make a lot of films. No, she, she didn't have a long career. No, she didn't. Well, she. What she, was she in? She Wings was in, of War on TV with sh- Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Ah, yeah. She was in that tennis love story with Dean Martin's son. What? Remember that? Players? No. no. Yeah. Oh, With yes. Dean Paul Martin. That's right. Look it up, folks. What's your opinion on Catherine Ross? I love Catherine Ross. Raindrops keep falling <laughs> on her head. That she was fantastic yeah. in that. Uh, she didn't do a lot either. She wasn't a great actress. And uh, Dr. Doolittle. Fantastic in Dr. Doolittle. 
She, Catherine Ross. She did that song that um, Leslie Brickus wrote about all the uh, the wonderful places in the world. I forget it. I, I was obsessed with that movie as a kid, Dr. Doolittle. What happened to Catherine Ross? You're asking me. She said my <laughs> loft. I don't know. <laughs> She's alive. She's one of those actresses from the seventies that, like Karen Black and and who did you say? Oh, uh, 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 Ali McGraw. Yeah, and Margot Kidder that didn't do a lot. Yeah, who, who, was of, who was in summer? Who was in summer of forty two? Jennifer Jennifer O'Neill. Yeah, directed by Robert Mulligan. Yeah, yes. who made uh, right. beautiful movie? Who made uh, who uh, the Kill a Mockingbird? Uh, um, oh, Give me a hint. I forget. He worked with Mulligan a lot. He was beautiful. Uh, beautiful photography. I love that movie. James Wong How. I just like to say that. Yeah. He's <laughs> a famous made, cinematographer. Uh, 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 HUD. Right, HUD. It yeah. Was, right. It was, it was, Robert Surtees? That was it. Yeah. He was He's another same. famous cinematographer. Yeah, Carl Freund? <laughs> Carl Freund? <laughs> Carl Freund? He was the director of cinematography on I Love Lucy. Was he really? He was, and he directed oh, The Mummy. How do you know this? I thought I knew a lot. Oh, gonna, listen. Do yeah, because he directed The Mummy. The Mummy. He did. And did the film work on Dracula. Well, that's fascinating. This is too much information. I did not know this, and I see. I like these movies, but I don't. I don't know them. I don't know the credits like you do. Because <laughs> what else do you do but sit around reading credits? <laughs> this is the show. Uh, Let's ask I you. I love what, that I can make fun of you because I get made fun of for, for knowing. Things. Oh, you can you can mock us. You know, I know. I'm just bust, busting your. Now I know this about you. I know the answers to some of these what? questions, but Gilbert doesn't, and our listeners don't. What did you watch as a kid? I watched H.R. Puffin stuff. Yes. I was obsessed with H.R. With, with Puffin stuff. I wrote to Jack Wilde, and he actually wrote me back. Jack Wilde. Remember him, Gil? Remember Jack Wilde? Oh, wait. He was the, he was the Darful Dodger. Darful Dodger and Oliver. And Oliver. And oh, he, my he God. He was in H.R. Puffin stuff. Yeah. And he had that little fruit named Freddy who was like, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. help me. I don't feel very good. <laughs> you don't remember Jimmy? He was a teen uh, idol uh, for a few minutes, oh, Jack, Jack really Wilde. Yeah. yeah, and Billy Hayes as Witchy Pooh. I like that. Yeah, I Billy like, Hayes we remember. I a lot of the Marty Croft stuff. You know, Lidsville. Oh, 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 oh. I, I heard. <laughs> How's that for a topper? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I heard a story about Sid and Marty Croft. What did you hear? Tell me. That one of the guys on the show that would do voices, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, his father was shot to death. And he was so the next day he was like, you know, he was a little off, of course. Yes. His father just died. And uh, and Marty Wanted to fire him. And and so Sid said to him, Marty, Marty, uh, you can't fire him. He, his father was shot. And Marty said, we didn't shoot him, Sid. <laughs> well, let me tell you. I hope that's true. In 93, when the earthquake happened in California, was that 93? Oh, the North the Ridge Northridge? quake, yeah. I was in London. 94, with, maybe. With my... My future husband and we were sitting in the, the the lobby of the hotel having tea. And there's this guy, and he starts talking. I start talking to him. He starts talking to us, and he introduced himself. And he said, "I'm Marty Croft." I'm like, "You're Marty Croft." I'm like, "Sid and Marty Croft." He says, yeah. I'm like, "What?" Well, I clung on to him like a leech in a bad Jane Michael Vincent movie. I was like. He took me around. I said, I just want to see Big Ben. He literally did this. He got. We went to Harrods. We sh- we shopped around, and then we. I said, I want to see Big Ben. He. We get in a taxi. He makes the taxi like stop in traffic. He goes, Get out. I get out. I look at. It. He goes, You saw a Big Ben. Now get back in. And I got back in. And Marty was, Croft Marty gave Croft. you a guided tour. How did wow. He, he was a really nice guy. Wow. He was really nice. I remember it. So, so he was very. So there's my story to counter that. See. 
They're both yeah. still around. In fact, we, we talked about getting them on the show. We now, should. now, Jan Michael Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent. Where I, is he now? I he looks so. I don't. It's awful. He's his legs have been amputated. I think he's really. Ooh, are you serious? I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> Oh, it, it looks like they should have been amputated. That's all I know. He's Neil he's Michael really Vincent now. Rough. I mean, he looks. And let me tell you, I had a picture of him when he was doing the world's greatest athlete, like in his prime, next to my bed in a tie dye t shirt. And I would just look at him every, every night. And I, I was so in love with him. And to see what he. I look, everyone ages, except for me. And yes, you look terrific. I'm Peter Pan. <laughs> But, but he was like all drinking and drugs. Drinking and, and drugs. And he had like two car accidents. Oh, yeah. I, there was one movie they showed a clip from where in the middle of the movie he had a car accident. So they had to write in to the movie how. Oh, it's like Monty Clift. Uh, yeah. Like how unrecognizable his face. And he they put in a line like where he goes. You think I like walking around looking like Frankenstein? It wow. was really scary. I didn't know. Wow, I didn't know he had, see he had it in the middle of a movie, just like Montgomery Clift, Rain Tree County. Right. That's right. Yep, yep. She and, and you. And, but it's interesting about Ray, Rain Tree County with Montgomery Clift. You you kind of can't tell the difference that much. It, 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 because he was so messed up with drinking and drugging that he was starting to go anyway. Didn't somebody tell us a story? And we have a guest on the show that said he, Monty Cliff went knocking on a friend's door and they didn't know. Uh, that, oh, that one I had heard. Yeah. Um, that Mo- Montgomery Cliff, uh, well, uh, Murph Griffin, also pussy out. He loved the vagina. <laughs> he had one gold plated in his dressing room. It was like on a... Yeah, regular Bob Guccione. He, he couldn't get enough. No. <laughs> but Murph Griffin said that uh, one day, like, there was a knock on his door, and he answered the door, and he saw it like a total stranger standing there. And he said, you know, can I help you? And uh, the guy goes, you don't know me either, do you? And he turned around and walked away, and he realized it was Montgomery Cliff, and it was right after the accident. And he was going from house to house of people he knew to see if anyone recognized him. That is the saddest story. He was that. Yeah, we like to bring the show down to a screeching to depress our guests as much as we can. Where are my dolls? I need my dolls. Yeah, he was. He was. I read all the. I read both of those biographies. I, I found. I. I was a big fan of his. He's too. kind of a tragic figure. Yeah, he was. He was. He was beautiful when he was young. I'll tell you that. He really was, and he's a hell of an actor. Hell of an actor. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of two things that Jan Michael Vincent I, was in. He was in the world's oh, he greatest was in the athlete. Mechanic with Charles. The Charles Mechan- the Mechanic, oh, yes, right? The and mechanic, world's greatest athlete. And Hooper with Burt Reynolds. Hooper, he was one of the stuntmen, uh, and, and the young. He, he was, was the young also in, um, uh, Did he have a series? Uh, uh, no, he was in that surfing movie um, with with Gary Busey. And, oh, Big and, and Wednesday! Big Wednesday! Big Wednesday! Yeah, he was in that too, and yeah, and he was it. I'll tell you when I first saw him was on the Banana Splits. There was a cereal, not that you eat, but they showed that it had a cliffhanger every week uh-huh. that was called Danger Island, and it was directed by Richard Donner. Wow. Yeah. Ah. Um, and uh, he, he was in that, and he was beautiful. And there was a big, hunky black guy. That was that was a feast for young homosexuals. <laughs> Danger That's Island. Danger Island. <laughs> William Catt. Oh, loved him. Was in Problem Child 3. He was. The TV movie. No way. Yeah. I love that you brought up William Catt 
after. Oh, because we we said we said Big Wednesday and right. Carrie. He was played. And he, oh my God! He, yeah, with the long curly hair. Right. Carrie. He was right. wonderful in that. Yes, right. one of the great horror films. Hey, of you all like time. that film? Oh, they're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> Piper Laurie. He, he I does. heard that <sighs> Piper Laurie when she was doing that. Uh, thought it was a comedy. She didn't want to do it. Yeah. She didn't. She, she didn't thought it was it. a comedy? Yeah, yeah. she yeah. thought it was so ridiculous. She thought it was ridiculous. Meanwhile, she was. The, the She's one, pretty terrifying. The reason that movie worked was because you had those two performances, Sissy Spacek and, and her, and they were both nominated for us. Yeah, because I think when she was doing it, she thought, you know, this is just like a comedy. It no. makes no sense. Uh, yeah. well, well, you know, she wasn't kidding around when she was, I should have killed myself the first time he put it in me. But then he came at me with his rod house whiskey breath in it. And I locked it. I locked it. Don't go to the prom, Carrie. Your dirty pillows are showing, Carrie. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. I love that movie. Don't forget the pillows. Oh, your dirty pillows. Yes. Your dirty pillows are showing. Did you see the remake? I did. They both weren't good. And and I remember um, that, that Sissy Spacek said in an interview that – uh, Brian De Palma promised her he wouldn't be showing her vagina in the movie. And then during the screening, she said out loud in the screening room, thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it pans right down to oh, her. Yeah. To her. Merkin. You like those De Palma movies. I we do. talked about them on the I phone. Loved, I love I love Blowout, I think is great. Nancy oh, Allen and, and John and, and Dressed and to Kill. And Carrie, too. I didn't see. The second one? Uh, no, Carrie, the, the remake. remake. The which one? The I, TV one I, or the no, movie one? Uh, uh, with Chloe oh, Grace Moretz. Yeah, yeah, with she, Julianne Moore. Her, her lips were too pouty and she was too sexy, that little girl. And for me to say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I worked with her in Jack and the Beanstalk. Really? Which yes. I never saw, Gilbert, and that's my yes, thing. Yes, surprisingly. <laughs> no, that's my thing. I love Jack. Who did you play in Jack and the Beast? I was a goose, of you course. Were? I walked around a big goose outfit. Do you remember? In a movie. Do, you, uh, do you remember the TV specials as a kid? The Prince Street Players. They did Jack and the Beanstalk and and and, and um and Emperor's New Clothes, and they did. They were like a theatrical production. They they were in a New York. The theater company for kids, and they, I think CBS televised them. Not that wasn't the, the Prince not, Street players. Not they, the, I never saw them again. Not Leslie Ann Warren says no, this, this, that's this, that was a whole. Oh, other thing. oh, who was was it? Sissy Spacek, who was putting on like fairy tales. Oh, no, uh, uh, Shelley, Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Shelley fairy Duvall. Tale theater. Fairy tale theater. She did in the eighties. Those were good. Yes. And everyone did one. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was in it and a lot of people did them yeah, yeah. you did uh, the Jack and the Beanstalk you did was with James Karen uh, yeah. our guest James Karen I, uh, I have to Chris it's Lloyd li- it's literally Jack and the Beanstalk yes you're the goose yes who's the giant oh okay uh, the voice was James Earl Jones. Was it an animated thing? Uh, no, no. No. It was, I was walking around in a, in a goose, goose outfit. <laughs> so you've been a goose and a Yes. <laughs> you, well, this is a theme to your career. There's a theme. Geese, At swans, a, a ducks, Affleck, ducks. Yeah, a parrot. It's right. all birds. Yes. Yeah. You well, like those De Palma films. I you do. like Blowout? You I like Dress Blowout. to Kill? I love Dress to Kill is wonderful. You like those, Gil? Do you like do you uh, know them? Yeah, although I always kind of felt like I enjoyed watching them. But when you see like like uh, The Fury and... Uh, Sisters. Uh, yeah, and Olos, it's like I enjoy it, but I'm also watching it going, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian, that's a really good scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Great camera work there, Brian. Excuse me. I mean, he, yeah. he lifted a lot from, from oh, Hitchcock, everything. of course. Yeah, I mean, but I guess, you know, that's that's what I kind of liked about him. But I, 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 I loved – best thing Angie Dickinson ever did. Angie Dickinson. She was beautiful. I yeah. Mean, she was great when she got plowed in the – cab by that guy right and then she gets murdered because she had sex thanks for the lesson brian and nancy allen brian de palma's ex-wife oh god yes and he married her i know he married her right after carrie yeah and then who who was the other girl in the fury amy irving amy Amy irving Irving. Irving. who married steven spielberg Spielberg. correct yeah 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 she was she was she was in fury she was in carrie yeah and then that was it since you brought up hitchcock Mm-hmm. The first time I ever saw you. No, was... he brought up cock. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's I did. It. Not Hitchcock, no, he doesn't I, care. I about. said I was hitched to a cock. <laughs> that's what I said. You're not listening, Frank. You told me on the phone you're not a big Hitchcock person, but you do love the I birds. I love Hitchcock. I'm a big fan, but I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, there's some, like, I haven't seen everything. Right. Like, I haven't seen Saboteur, which I heard is great. I haven't seen Saboteur. No, but I mean, Rope, the gay one. That Arthur Lorenz did the screenplay for you. The know? one that was based on the Leopold and Loeb murder, yes. the child murder. And it's all done in one take. Right, one take. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. That was one of the ones that was tied up for years. That was, that was that was that and Rear Window and the trouble with Harry were were not available for years. I mean, we them. had Billy Mummy yeah. on uh, Boston yeah. Space. I was we, obsessed. Yes, we had him. He hated Hitchcock. He, what, what did he do for Hitchcock? Oh, for Hitchcock presents. Oh, he did a Hitchcock yeah. presents. Yeah. Okay. He said that he was doing his own, like, uh, basically stand-in work rather than get a stand-in. And he was a kid, and he couldn't stand still. So Hitchcock went over to him, and with not not joking, he goes something like, If you don't stop moving, I'm going to nail your feet to the floor and... Blood will run out of them like milk. Yeah, and he was terrified. That's just what he told us. And he said, had Hitchcock at the end of the scene said, thank you, or I was just kidding, he would, wouldn't even be remembering but he it didn't. now. But he I, didn't. I think he was, he was a cold son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, look, ask, talk to Tippi Hedren. Yeah. She, he tortured her, supposedly. That HBO movie with Toby Jones and Sienna Miller. How was I, that? I love that movie. And, and, it's and so it, weird. She tor- he tortures her in it. And then supposedly it was true. Like Toby Jones does it first. And then they do the identical movie with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, but the tone, the, the tone of those two movies is completely different. One is very kind of heightened and almost comedic, the one with Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren. And then the, 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 the other one is dark with Toby Jones. It's... It's, I like that one better. And what was the thing with Hitchcock? Well, we know he had an obsession with blondes. He did. He did. Did, and, he, did he torment uh, all of them? Like, then, you know, yeah. Like uh, Ava Marie Saint? Him. No, oh, Ava Marie Saint loved uh-huh. him. I mean, you, you so Hedren on the was ones. the one that he ran Hedren, afoul. he really went, went after. Did he have a weird thing about women in general? Yeah, of course he yeah. did. Yeah. Because I think, you know, he was, he was married to, to this woman and he... Alma. Probably wanted to fuck these blondes. I mean, he was married to kind of a frumpy woman, and mm-hmm. well, what's he going to get? You know, even though you know, there's plenty of fat guys that could have beautiful women on their arm because they have a lot of money and power. But I don't know why he didn't. And 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 during that time, there wasn't as much of that as there is now. Like you can, if you're an, a fat, ugly, old, rich man, you can have whatever. You can't have true love. 
Yeah. But you, uh, you can have plenty of vaginal juices. Oh, I wish I was fat. <laughs> me too. Me too. That's what's been holding me back. I'm gonna. I'm going on the Marlon Brando diet. <laughs> now, Marlon Brando. Was was he he and Wally Cox blowing each other? Uh, he sucked my cock. I let him. It was just. <laughs> I, I saw you doing more. Remember when the, the Christian Brando oh, trial? Oh yeah. You used to do the bit. I did when he was like on on the stand and right. he was like just. Doing, I called him Humpty Brando. He was just like <laughs> rocking. My son is a good kid. It's not, it's not his fault. Please take me. Don't. Please leave me. Don't. Is the court stenographer going to finish that blueberry muffin? Because I'm very hungry. But I loved him. I loved him. Yeah. I really, and when you, he comes on the screen in Streetcar Named Desire, you just go, what? There's only one other person in the history of Hollywood, I think, that does that. And his name is Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Oh. That son of a bitch. First of all, he's as talented as he is beautiful. And he comes on screen. There's a, there's People a, have described me that way. Yes. They you have. Are, yeah. You are yeah. that yeah. talented and beautiful. <laughs> You're as beautiful as you are talented. If only you were fat. You forget that. No, he is not fat. He's, he's getting there. Um, but Brando and Tom Hardy. But I think he has that kind of magnetism, oh huh? That kind of instant. God, this. Do you ever see the Take? It's a British no. series. It's a five-part miniseries based on a novel. It's called The Take. He's magnificent in it. He's he hasn't even shown you yet. I mean, I saw Mad Max, and I loved him in it. But those kind of movies, to me, they're assaulting. And and I can't even. I'm so old now. If I see them in IMAX, my ear blood, the ears, the blood dripping out of my. Ear. I can't. <laughs> I, it's so. I just. They'll be like, "How was the movie? It was assaulting." It was assaulting. It's so loud. I, you know, I just can't, I can't now, do it. I remember getting back to Pussyhound Merv Griffin. Yes. <laughs> There's a segue. Yeah. I, I remember when, when he would have Betty Davis on this show, she would wear a miniskirt. Betty Davis would, huh? Yeah. She yeah. would go on the show. She looked... I mean, half her face was frozen. Oh, this is post-stroke. Yes, half of her face was totally frozen. She weighed two pounds, and she would wear a miniskirt. Yeah, when she she was on Johnny Carson, too, like those three appearances on Carson she did were unbelievable. Um, And the first one she did was before the stroke, and the second and third one were after the stroke. And she she would just come on. When when they shut her mic off on the Oscars— she railed about Marty Poinsettia. Was that his name? Just oh, Marty Pacetta. Pacetta. Yeah. Recently just passed. Yeah, he just passed. Well, good, because now he is dead like me, Miss Davis <laughs> would say. Oh, yes. Marty Poinsettia shut the microphone off on me because he said I am not uh, uh, awake enough, alive enough, young enough to lead the nominees. Well, I have something to say to Marty Poinsettia. You... Uh, Know nothing of directing. I've worked with the best, and I have worked with the worst. And you, sir, are totally and utterly the worst director I've ever worked with. Uh, and then when he, Johnny Carson asked her about who was, who was the worst actress she's ever worked with, she went, who would you never, he said, who would you never work with again? And she said, one million dollars, Faye Dunaway. <laughs> wow. And then she went off. We were doing a motion picture for television <laughs> called The Disappearance of Amy Simple McPherson, who was a preacher in her day. And I played her mother. Well, we were on the set. <laughs> 
thousands of extras sitting there waiting with their boxed lunches in their laps. <laughs> waiting for Miss Dunaway to appear. Finally, one hour, two hour, Miss Dunaway graces us with her presence. Well, I said, <laughs> did you get your eyeliner on correctly, Miss Dunaway? Is that what took so long? Oh, perfect. <laughs> and I sang, I've written a letter to Daddy for the extras with their box lunches as we were waiting for Miss Dunaway to <laughs> grace us with her <laughs> wretched presence. We've had a lot of impressions on the show, but no one's done post-stroke Betty Davis. I'm the only one that does Betty Davis after the stroke. Oh, that's hilarious. Wretched. Oh, can you do that speech? What? What speech? Wait, oh, oh, that scene. What's you it? could probably do both of them. <laughs> Where Joan Crawford finally gets angry and yells at Betty Davis in uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Well, did, did she ever really get angry at her? What? Well, she's upset. Well, she's... Oh, Jane. Oh, I know what she did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well she, she, she comes in the house and uh, um, she finds that note. And uh, and Joan's like shaking, and and Betty goes, "Under no circumstances show this letter to my sister Blanche. <laughs> ain't ever gonna leave this house, Blanche, because Daddy didn't want you to." Oh, Jane, you wouldn't do these terrible things to me if I weren't in this chair. <laughs> You are in that chair. <laughs> now, if you don't eat your parakeet or your rat, you don't get any ginger. Uh, <laughs> now, did didn't that. they? They hated each other. Here's another story <laughs> that I will tell with my stroked out brain and face. I still have my brain, let me tell you. <laughs> Miss Crawford came to the set every day on Baby Jane with a different set of breasts. It was like dodging the Hollywood Hills. Every day. I had to pick her up and drag her in one scene. She strapped weights around her waist like she was smuggling hashish across the border. <laughs> and I and it wrecked my back. She was a wretched woman. But I think it's terrible that a daughter wrote a book about her. My daughter, B.D. Hyman, <laughs> Big Deep Hyman, wrote a book about me. Terrible. And I was still alive to see it. It was heartbreaking. It really was. She found Jesus and wrote a book about me. That is not very Christian to write about your mother. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, God. All you got to do is Victor Bono. You could do the whole thing. Oh, you could do it on so, You could do the whole thing on stage. He was stage. another one. Was he gay, Victor Bono? That's, no. That's the no. rumor. Pussy hound. What? <laughs> that's, that's our code now. I yeah. No. Victor Bono, Major League major Pussy league. Hound. He's come up before. Yeah. We, so we got all kinds of things here. <laughs> we, we were going to talk about Irwin Allen. We talked on the phone about, well, because Billy Moomy we had, and we talked about Irwin that's, Allen oh, and Boston right. Space, and you love the time space. tunnel. I, I like the time tunnel, but I, I, that was James Darren was in there. Right? Yeah, we had, we just uh, we were just hanging out with James wow. Darren in Jersey at a, at Gilbert did a uh, nostalgia show. He was a, he was a handsome guy. He was he sang too, did he not? Yeah, he was a singer from Philly, like Frankie Avalon and those oh. guys. Well, isn't that fascinating? But he had an acting career. Uh, he sure did. He sure did. No, I like. Um, I, I I liked uh, you know the Towering Inferno. I was very obsessed with. Uh-huh. Faye Dunaway was in that. 
and Jennifer Jones and, uh, and there was, there was whole, that whole spate of, of Irwin Allen disaster and, and, movies know, in the seventies. The, the Poseidon Adventure is Manny. <laughs> what I Shelley. remember about the Poseidon Adventure was was a Stella Stevens in her underwear. Yes. Oh yeah, of course yeah, you did. Climbing all up and yes. down the ladder in her underwear. Yeah. And, and Ernest Borgnine was was her was her lover. Yeah, he was the cop, the ex, yeah. the retired yeah. cop. Or yeah, the, she yeah. was a hooker. She was right, and right. he was a cop. Oh, and that's how they met. I right, he busted her. That's right. Right, and and uh, Shelley Winters. I I can swim. It. I can swim. I can, I, I can look. I got a medal. I got a medal. I can do it. I, I got a swimming medal. I can do it. I'm looking. I'm a, well, I can't get up this Christmas tree, Mrs. Peter Pan. I'm not. She climbs the tree. Did you ever read her book? Where she was like, I fucked all my leading men. Everybody, I did. Jake Francesca, Tony Franciosa, Laura McCall. I fucked her too. <laughs> the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast Producer of the Month is DFA Records. Thank you, DFA Records. Be just like DFA Records and get rewarded for supporting our podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. For a set amount each month, you can get some colossal benefits, such as access to new podcast episodes before anyone else, early access to tickets to live podcast tapings, exclusive video hangouts, and just added, I will record a personalized roast of you and only you so you can share with your friends me telling you what a schmuck you are. Well, I don't have to join Patreon for that. And you don't have to pay me either (laughs) because you are a schmuck. That I do for free. I want no money. That's my... I just speak Uh, the truth. I'm so blessed. You are a schmuck. (laughs) So go to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Thank you for your generosity. And thank you, DFA Records. Tell I, Gilbert you got to hang out with Lauren McCall toward the end of her I, life. I met her a long time ago at a benefit, Nothing Like a Dame, the Broadway benefit that Phyllis Newman does every year for the Actors Fund. And the, um, wow, Phyllis, Phyllis Newman, Newman Phyllis there's Newman's, a name. Oh, I know Phyllis very well. I love Phyllis. Um, uh, she, and her daughter, Amanda Green, who's a brilliant uh, writer. Who wrote, wrote, right, Adolph wrote Green's some, daughter, right. Yep, she wrote a few Broadway musicals and have has a lot more to come. Remember Phyllis um, Newman, Gilbert? She was, oh, yeah. She was like a, yeah. the talk show, the right, game yes. show guest extraordinaire. Yes. Everything. Yeah. And, all, and she's done Broadway yeah. and she did movies. Um, but Miss McCall, I used to just, you know, I have a pic. I don't have the picture, but there was a picture of me in a red sweater, and on my head is leaning on her lap, and she's patting my head, and I don't have that picture. So if anybody out there has it, get it to me. But anyway, I, I, I would sit at her feet and ask her questions about Hollywood and. 
you know, the, I asked her about the mirror cracked and working with Barbara Streisand and, and she said she, that Barbara was tough. I don't even want to tell the story because it's terrible. <laughs> but, I can't. but I love Kitty Bacall. She was the voice of Turner Classic Movies. That's you know? right. She was. Turner Classic Movies. I'm Betty Bacall and you're listening to Turner Classic Movies. Ha-ha! <laughs> I, I remember that a few years ago they were do, doing a string of commercials and they wanted to make it Betty and – you know, Bogey and Bacall. Yeah. And so she agreed to do it. And but, you know, Bogart was long dead. So they got an impersonator and they realized this was late in her life and that her voice was much deeper than the guy who was doing Humphrey Bogart. So he'd be like, you know. Hey, Benny. And she went, yeah, bogey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had a she had a, a, a gruff voice. I know. And you, you heard it kind of she smoked. You heard it kind of, you know, get gruffer and gruffer. I just was watching How to Marry a Millionaire. And her, her voice even then was uh, was <clears throat> it, it was it was gruff. You, remember, she did the Fancy Feast commercial for the cats. Oh, fancy my God. Feast. Yes. Fancy Feast. You're going to love it. Your cat will, too. And so will your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> fancy Feast. What did she, did she tell you? Any story, any tales out of school that you can share? Yeah, I no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Also, I, I, the, the, look, the Streisand one I can't tell. Okay, it's just too. We'll much. beat it out of you once uh, the mics someday. are off. But I, uh, but I, 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 I really, I love Miss McCall. Any, any opportunity I could, I would say, because you know, this is the thing. You know, Shirley MacLaine was quoted in, in a in a in a Times article about when she was doing a movie with Cameron Diaz and. Um, What's the other one? Colette. Tony oh, Colette. Oh, the, the oh, right. Oh, she said, I forget and, the know, name of that. Yeah. I forget what it was. Was that the Curtis Hansen movie like in her yeah. shoes? Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She said, you know, and and I, I respect this and I and I really agree with this. She said, if I was with – if I was a young actress and I was with me, I'd ask questions. I'd want to know. Oh, I heard her say and that. And she yeah. – you know, she said that's all that Cameron Diaz cared about was – Dodging the paparazzi with Justin Timberland, and she literally said Timberland, <laughs> and, which I love. She said that, and she said, and Tony Collette didn't say anything. And she, you know, and it's true. It's like if you're working with them, I would be on. I was talking to Morgan Fairchild about that. I did a, I, I did a thing with her one time, and we were talking, and. She did a lot of TV movies. She did one with Betty Davis. She worked with Jimmy Stewart. She worked. She had a, a long career. In the seventies, yeah. you know, she was kind of when they started to do television. She was doing a lot of TV movies, and she was. They Betty Davis loved her like they loved her because she asked questions. She wanted to know. She was interested. You're sitting there with with history and Hollywood royalty, and how can you not want to know? And I don't think these kids today. I sound like an elderly. It's okay. Shit, That's but, you know, I don't think they give a, give a shit. I mean, I'd be like, and if I didn't know who they were, I'd fucking find out. That's part of what this podcast is about. Yeah, we're, I we're, know. we're both so curious. Educate. Yeah, we feel it is a little Change educational. Is what's wrong with these kids, kids today? <laughs> kids. kids, they don't listen to a word they you say. say. Kids. kids, they are. I did that in high school. I got dueling Paul Lins here. Martha, remember his show, the Paul Lynn show? Martha, get me a martini. (laughs) 
Martha. <laughs> yeah, and he on the Paul Lynch show. I think he had a wife and kids. Of course. Yeah. I watched it. I was. I loved it. It was War, only one season. Didn't you write? You told me that you wrote a. You were in high school and you I, wrote a script. I wrote a sketch. Or a sketch. A Paul Lynch sketch based on that show. Who played his wife? I'm I trying to remember. No, I, 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 oh, I remember. wait. Gene Simpson. Wait, on on, on as many episodes as I can, yeah. I have to tell a Paul Lynch oh. story. Do you have one? Yeah. He's told Good. this about 12 I, can times. I say it's about, yeah. His biography on A&E like, was not very flattering. They, wow. I don't think he was that not, nice a guy. Said, they well, didn't say nice things about him. I met him once. He was very nice. Really? Had, yeah. Um, but I was a kid. I heard, I think it was, uh, who, was uh, who was the Hollywood Squares guy? Uh, Peter G- Marshall? Peter Marshall, yes. I think. Uh, was with him, and they were in a dressing room of the uh, the um, oh the gold diggers, the gold digger right. dancers, and and oh, yeah. Paul Lynn walks in and goes, "This place smells like cunt, <laughs> but don't take my word for it." <laughs> He's told that on every really? show, and and a producer on Hollywood Squares when I was on also worked on the original. And he told me that Paul Lynn, like when uh, during lunch, everyone was having a nice time eating and and telling jokes. And Paul Lynn would be bombed out of his skull and he was a major Jew hater. And he would be there going, oh, those fucking Jews. They're the reason I don't have a career. No, he's told that so many times on this podcast that Craig Bierko said that's become your Carol Burnett earlobe tongue. (laughs) What's his trademark? When I met him, he was playing the South Shore Music Tent in Cohasset, Massachusetts, and he was great. And I waited in line and got his autograph, and there I was, this little kid. I was like, I don't know, 13, 14, and I had a Chorus Line T-shirt on. (laughs) And it was very hot at the time. The chorus line was the thing, you know. Uh-huh. And he, I, I don't know, he signed my my program and he looked at me and was like, great shirt, you got good taste, great shirt. And I'm sure he was thinking, huh, wait till you grow up and start sucking cock, you little fag. <laughs> I mean, I could just, you know, he, that was the bubble above his head. Oh, and I remember oh, talking to Dom DeLuise. <laughs> and Dom DeLuise, when he was working Hollywood Squares, one time invited uh, – Paul Lynn over the house. Oh, Jesus. Bad and he was Can't wait to see where this is family going. Family and everything. And Paul Lynn's there with his boy toy. And um, uh, Paul Lynn says, you know, oh, I got a call. I have to film something in Hawaii. And the boy toy goes, oh, I would love to go to Hawaii with you. And Paul Lynn goes, in front of Dom DeLuise's entire family, he goes, I know why you want to go to Hawaii with me. Because you want to fuck me in the ass. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Subtle. God. I heard he was a brutal drunk, that he was really. Yeah. It's a shame because I, he was so talented. And what about Dom know? DeLuise? We talked about this the other day. Yeah. You and I. Yes. You, you, uh, when you called I me I never Sunday. met him. Yeah. I yeah. met his son once. Uh, one of his sons, I think it was Peter, was very nice. I thought Dom DeLuise was hilarious. And I don't know. I mean, was. If one of was, those guys that, you know, had a family. And I mean, had he had a family and he was married to his wife, Carol, for years. And. If if he was, I don't. He didn't, certainly didn't seem very active in it at, at all. Yeah. I don't think. Well, we're not here to start any rumors. You know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, 
You would have brought it up, Frank. Shut the fuck up. You can throw me under the bus, piece of shit. I love Dom Delaware's. What about Rip Taylor? Look, everybody has... <laughs> Straight? I know Rip, and I love Rip. Yeah. Of course he is. Um... <laughs> This well, it's thing. never been proven. No, it hasn't. No. And, you know, as far as Carol and Don, everybody has their own rules to their own relationship. And ever, whatever your rules are, as long as you're not hurting anybody or each other, it's none of, none of anybody's business. And I believe that, no matter what. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'll go with that. Yeah. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Now, since we brought up the birds, mm. Gilbert and I have to – and this was something that you did. That's the one. That's the first time I saw you on Caroline's Comedy Hour oh, where Gil, Gil and I actually did a bit on that show. In 94, the first time I saw you do stand-up when Jenny was hosting, Rich Jenny. Oh, yeah. And you oh, came out. You did that bit and I said, I got to know this guy. Yeah. And uh, you later had the kids. Do I ever have this correct? You had the kids on your on, on your Steve kids Pythelli, show, my children's show. Yeah, yeah, you didn't mention that in my intro. Gilbert and I yes, talked about it this five weekend. Years, five years. We remember children's show. Five years of booze and dope. Yeah, I, I with <laughs> Steam all Pipe the Alley. children. Oh, I love the children. I hate kids, but um, <laughs> I used to go in my the control room in between takes. You know, not so much the kids. The, the parents were just as bad. Um, but but I found some very talented kids on that show because we would do sketches and stuff. Yeah, I made them do the birds at one point. Hilarious. I did. I, we did the birds. We did we did sketches like Alley of the Dolls where I was like Chucky, but I was Neely O'Hara, but I was Chucky O'Hara. Uh-huh. We did sick stuff. And we did we did Richard Simmons is, is like in Misery where he kidnapped famous Amos and, <laughs> and Richard Simmons. And, and, it was know, too hip for the room. Was, and, yeah. and you used to actually put on blackface. Never. Did, no, you no. Never put on blackface. No, that was Tommy Davidson and bamboozled. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we, that's easy to mistake. I remember you talent, always doing Sammy Davis Jr. You, I did, but I never did it in blackface. Oh, never. I, I knew better. I was. Yeah. It was didn't, in the eighties, and and even in the eighties, you didn't do that. What uh, was the Sammy skit? Uh, it was find Sammy Davis Jr.'s eye in the pie. But his name, <laughs> but his name was Sammy Sammy Jr. And I was like, hey man! And every week he lost it in a different way. It was always a month. I didn't do it every week. We did it like once a month. It was on every Sunday. And I'd be like, find my eye in the pie. And I'd be like, find my eye in the pie. It's my eye, not a pig star. And, and it, I don't know. I'd make that, that stupid song. And then I would say to the kids, it would be a different thing every week. But one week it was like, you know, today I was at a wedding and my friend Ella Fitzgerald came in. <laughs> And she hit a high note, and kapowie, my eye flew out of the socket and into the Viennese table, right into this chocolate pie. And the kid would have to find – the kids had no idea. They would look at me oh, like, what? God. They literally had like, you know, like on Charlie Brown when the mouth is like straight and there's no – They didn't know who Suzanne no, Plachette was? Oh, no, of yeah. course not. But Sammy Davis Jr. – and then I'll, I remember we did a contest. <laughs> we did a contest. The end of the show – you have to write in and, 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 and tell me how Sammy Davis, Sammy Sammy, lost his eye this week. Was it Ella, Ed, Ella hitting it's a hilarious. high note? Was it some other reason? And one kid literally wrote in, <laughs> it was in a car accident, which is how he really <laughs> oh, lost wow. it. Oh, God. like, you don't win because that's not what we were asking. It's not creative. No, not, not hey, you. can you sing the disorderly orderly theme song? No, I cannot. What is that? He, uh, Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis sang, sang the, the, the theme you're right. song you're right. to Jerry Lewis's the you know no. the disorderly orderly. No, I didn't know that. I didn't, I, 
I didn't. I barely. I barely knew the. But, uh, you wh- know, my my new opening number of my new show. Yeah. I'll be doing in f- f- Fort Lauderdale at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts Saturday night. Uh, this uh, this coming Saturday, the twelfth. Um, my new opening number is uh, a song that he sang. Which well, one? Well, Frank did it too. Uh, I'm gonna live till I die. Oh, I know that song. But his Sammy's version of it's the best. What about the Beretta theme? Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> ask that. Well, I was just. Oh gonna... my God! It's I... keep your. <laughs> That's what I would sing on the sparrow. But I would say sing find my eye in the pie. It was a whole parody uh, of that song. All right. I Kiss guess that's why we both just thought of it at the same time. Wow. I was just I was just opening my mouth to say the Beretta yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, you uh, yeah, but I would sing it as, as find my eye on the pie instead of keep your eye on the sparrow. <laughs> you want to talk about a couple of bad biopics? Sure. You and I were talking about biopics. Gilbert and I love to talk about them. Gilbert loves to talk about bad exposition in biopics. I, I well I loved in um in the Kevin Spacey where he's Bob uh, Bobby Darren. Oh, beyond the yeah. sea. He's much and, too old for that. And and on John Goodman's his manager. Yeah. And and uh, so Kevin Spacey goes, ah, I I I failed. I I have no career. And and John Goodman has to say where it sounds like he's saying it, but it's just information to the audience. He goes, what are you talking about, Bobby? <laughs> Don't you realize you were picked performer of the year, 1964, 65, 67, and 68? You won seven Grammy Awards. You've got a got 12 gold records. You were picked top Vegas performer. Great exposition. Bad. Yeah, really hidden well in the scene. And, huh? and in, in uh, there was one about Robin Williams. Where he's supposed to, a guy playing Robin Williams is sitting with a guy playing uh, Robert Evans, and and the Robert Evans guy goes, "So Robin, are you happy?" And he goes, "Well, yes, of course I'm happy. I'm currently filming Popeye with uh, iconic film director Robert Oldman." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, there was a Robin Williams biopic. Yes, yes. When they were making me. all those TV. Good lord! Wow. I remember the Freddie yeah. Prince one. Can you oh, can you hear I the remember, laughter? Yes, I remember that there was a Robin Williams biopic. I wow, that's scary. And, and I remember there was the the Three's Company biopic. Yes, that was a great one. That was a great one. And the Partridge Family one was was. Really oh, I remember good. the Partridge the best Family one. Was Charlie's Angels? Did you see that no. biopic on TV? Didn't have oh, that. Was yes. one of the best ones. It was actually really good. Really, it was really good. And yeah. because. I, I I have to talk over all my guests and give favorites no, of go ahead. stuff I, I've I done love it. a million times before. <laughs> I don't care. My favorite death scene of all time <laughs> oh, bad biopic. is in the uh, Bud and Lou, the Abbott and Costello story with uh, Harvey Corman and Buddy Hackett. Ever see it, Mario? No. Truly terrible. And, and Buddy Hackett as Lou Costello has a heart attack, and he's lying in the hospital bed really, really weak. And Artie Johnson from Laughing yes. shows up as his agent, and he, he reaches under his jacket and hands him a cup, and the and he goes, I brought you a strawberry malted. And Buddy Hackett, as Lou Costello, takes one sip very weakly and goes, you know, Eddie, I had a lot of 
to a very mortgage in my day, but this one's the best. <laughs> and he falls down dead. Oh, it was great. <laughs> you got to see it. It's truly terrible. It's like you think neither one of them ever saw an Abbott and Costello routine when they were in the 70s, when they were making those bad Hollywood biopics. Gable and Lombard. I remember that. that. uh, Oh, my God, yes. That was Joe Clayburg and James Brolin. And James Brolin. And then there was the one we talk about. Rod Steiger, W.C. Fields. W.C. Fields and Me with Valerie Perrine. Oh, God, my God. That was a major motion picture, Yeah, it was a major motion picture. Arthur Hiller, I think. Lenny Lenny was a a good one. It wasn't bad. Lenny. Well, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. You like the Liberace movie. We talked about it. Oh, that was fun. They were both great. They were both great. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they were, you know, you know, straddling each other and kissing. And I can't believe that Matt Damon was plowing Michael Douglas in the ass. I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And then he was like, do you want some poppers? I'm like, what? <laughs> and my whole thing was like, you're, you're fucking Hollywood royalty in the ass. You're fucking Kirk Douglas' son in the ass. Get off of him. He's a pussy hound. Big time. Oh, he is. I love Michael Douglas. Uh, he was on the uh, he was on the View. I was co-hosting one time, and he was on. It was before before he announced his his his, his mouth cancer, and he announced that he was going to do this film with with Matt Damon uh, playing playing his lover. And I was like, wow. And but then, what a brilliant stroke of genius to cast. No, him I, as I that. remember when I heard it's, about it. I thought I never would have thought about that, but once I heard it, I yeah. thought. It's oh, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. He was he was pretty pretty great, and Matt Damon was magnificent too. That's he's a hell of an actor. He's so good. That's a talent. That's a Boston talent. <laughs> Since I have two great mimics here with me, you want to try something fun? Yeah, I'm Fred Travelina, <laughs> and you're this George the, Kirby. Oh God, I can't even say <laughs> this, is, this is a scene from. Does anybody uh, this have is, any sun, you, you need some you need some glasses? Uh, yeah, I do. Can you see? Oh, no, you, you can you see? Uh, uh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a little bit of from uh, A Star is Born. Gilbert, obviously, you're the James Mason. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Mario's going to do the uh, the Judy part. Just just re- read the part in the box. Give me your glasses. Let's see. Will that help? Literally? Yeah. I can't see. Because really? W- 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 really? You printed it for a friggin'. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who printed this thing? Seriously? I mean, I'm not that blind, but this is ridiculous. You guys suck. Can you make it? I'll try to fucking make this it. This is for an ant to read. <laughs> it really is. This is for fucking... Maybe Frank can print them bigger. No, never mind. <laughs> There's no time for that now. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, A star is born. Okay. And, okay, so Norman has finished looking through Esther's scrapbook. <clears throat> Uh, you, you you know as much about me as as I do my, myself, but you see see how long it's taken me to get this far, and now all I need is just a little luck. What kinds of luck? <laughs> oh, like the kind of luck that every girl singer with a with a band dreams of. One night, a big talent scout from a big record company might come in, and 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 he'll make a record. Yes, and then? Well, the, the, the record will become number one on the hit parade, and I'll, I'll be played on the jukebox all over the country, and, and, and I'll, I'll be made. <laughs> End. End of dream. Oh. 
Don't say my lines, James. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> There's only one thing wrong with that. I know. It won't happen. No, it, it might happen pretty easily, but the dream isn't big enough. Hello, Mr. Maine. You turn up in the strangest places. Don't I now? <laughs> and you're cold sober. That was great. Well, marvelous. That was great. You make the most of it. Uh, he stepped on my line. I'll never work with Oh, yes. <laughs> Try my, the... my favorite part of that movie was this one. when she's accepting the Academy oh. Award. And he goes... Congratulations, my dear. I seem to have made it just in time, didn't I? I had a speech all prepared in my head, but it seems to have gone out of it. Well, uh, there's no need to be formal. I know all of you on a first-name basis. (laughs) The point is I need a job. Yes, that's it. I need a job. Uh, Not just drama. I could do comedy as well. That's brilliant. Nicely and then, done. And, and then he hits. And then, then oh he, yeah, he's, he hits he, her by accident. Yeah, oh, he says, God. "Play something," and he swings his arm out and slaps. Well, my favorite was the night gets better. <laughs> the stars <laughs> the glitter. The wind grows colder and suddenly older, and all because of the man that's got away. <laughs> The mill and true love will be the same. I hear the trumpets. Oh, beautiful. Now, is there a big difference between the early young Liza Minnelli and the old Liza Minnelli? Well, yeah, and I only yes. do the I only do them towards the end. Like I can yes. do Judy like from like the late fifties on. Yeah. Uh and Liza yeah, well, Liza, she talks like this now. <laughs> when she was younger, she just talked like this. Sterile cuckoo. You know, yes. you know yeah, those well, in New York, New York yeah, is one of sure. my favorite movies. Jimmy, Jimmy, no, no, Jimmy. <laughs> I love that movie. It's, one now, of, it's so flawed, it, but I love was it. Was Sterile Cuckoo where they did Come Saturday Morning? Come yes, Saturday sure. Saturday morning. I shoplifted that 45 yes. from a store when I was a kid, and my I'm sister made me take it back. Away. With my, my friend, friend. <laughs> will Saturday spend till the, the end, end of, of the day. day. But Liza Just I and my friend, my friend, will Saturday, will Saturday, oh, oh, oh will Saturday <laughs> smile? In our Saturday style. What the fuck were those lyrics? (laughs) And then we'll move on. And we We will remember long after after Saturday's gone. Come Saturday, maybe this time. (laughs) Different movie. My favorite cabaret. Maybe this time he'll stay. (laughs) You know... Lady peaceful, lady happy. 
You know, I was very close with Fred Ebb of John Candor. Yeah, and Fred I'm Ebb. a huge fan of Candor. And I, was, Ebb. I, mean, I love, I love John. He's a sweet man. I was very close with Fred the last seven years of his life. Now, do you believe what? the story that came out that Joel Gray is gay? He came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, he I did, can't buy it. Oh, really? He, he's, he's a he's, pussy. He's a pussy. <laughs> that man's a pussy. <laughs> he's a, Look a at what major. He that beautiful Jennifer Gray. Yeah, oh, could be a faggot oh, producer. <laughs> Oh God! You know they did a thing. It was very interesting on the Tonys last night. They 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 introduced the musical Fun Home, which is about a closeted father, and it was very funny that they kind of you know they did it as a reflection on their life, you know, comedically. But it was really kind of cool that they did it that way. I thought Sean Hayes from Will and Grace yeah. claims he's he's gay. He I've yeah. seen him inside so many vaginas. <laughs> More than my gynecologist. <laughs> you guys want to read this one? This is not one scene. This is just a little a little snippet of dialogue oh, okay. from the African Wait queen. A second. I think you know who, which parts you're playing. <laughs> the queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let her rip. Okay. Just, this, just what's in the box. Okay, go ahead. All right. We can't do that. How do you know? You never tried it. Well, yeah, but I never tried shooting myself in the head, neither. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next scene. (laughs) What are you being so mean for, Miss? A man takes a drop too much once in a while. It's only human nature. Nature, Mr. Alnott, is what we are put in this world to rise above. Well, I ain't sorry for you no more, you... Crazy, palm-singing, skinny old maid. I beg your pardon. Great. That's great. Okay, try this one. Oh, okay. What's this one? This oh, one in the box. Oh, this one in the okay. You know why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, uh, God has not forsaken this place, Mister Allnut. Wait, we're reading two different <laughs> ones. Wait, read, read what's in the circle. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh, you didn't read it with us in the circle. You didn't you didn't color in the lines. <laughs> you, you know why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, are we reading that one? Okay. Yeah. Where is that? I don't even know where that is. In the square. Oh, it's in the bottom? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I bet Oh, I beg your pardon. Never mind, Mish. Didn't we just do that one? You okay. just did that one. Okay, go ahead. That's oh. all right. This is what happens when you get older, Gilbert. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, is, this one's going to throw you guys for a loop. Well, okay, oh. Now, we're okay. going to get creative. Oh. Yes. This is a scene from Driving Miss Daisy. Who am I playing? Julia Child. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Gilbert. Okay. You have your choice. It continues on the next page. You have your choice, Gilbert, of doing uh, Peter Laurie or uh, oh. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Just have fun with okay. it. Okay. So where is this? This is Driving Miss Daisy. At the bottom, it continues... Oh, okay. From so I'm here, I'm doing Julia Child. Okay. Yeah. No, As, no, no, no. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, it's circled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm Julia Child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's wishing the Georgia Power Company a Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, you got <laughs> I bet Miss Florine got them all beat with a new house. If if I had a nose like Florence's, I wouldn't go around wishing anybody Merry Christmas. 
Yes, um, I tell you, I do enjoy Christmas at the house. Of course, <laughs> you're the only Christian in the place. Well, they got the new cook. Florine could never, never keep help. Of course, it's none of my affair. Too much running around, if you ask me. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just begin. The Garden Club, this, the Junior League, that, as if any of them would give her the time of day, but she'd die before she fixed a glass of iced tea for the Temple Sisterhood. I just hope she doesn't get it into her head to sing this year. <laughs> oh, Lord, look at what Miss Florine done done. <laughs> It's her grandfather, old man Firetag. If, if her grandfather, old man Firetag, could see this, what is it you always say? He'd jump up out of his grave and snatch her bald-headed. <laughs> jump out of his grave and snatch her bald-headed. <laughs> Miss Daisy... You ought to go on away from here. All right, next time you need to print these bigger I will do it. You're fired. This is the last one. I printed them all another one so I can fucking My wife printed them some too small. I'll blame it on her. Here's the last one. Okay. This one is. Okay, this is from This is when Harry met Sally. All right. And we're going to do it as. Carol Channing. Carol Channing and Irve Vilachets. Okay. Let her rip. Go ahead. You realize, of course, that we could never be friends. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, it is not a command in any way, shape, or form. It's that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends, and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. You say I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. They do not. Do do. They do not. Do do. Do not. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds attractive? <laughs> no. You pretty much want to nail them too. What if they don't want to have sex with you? Doesn't matter, because the sex thing is already out there, so the friendship is ultimately doomed, and that's the end of the story. Well, I guess we're not going to be friends then. I guess not. That's too bad. You were the only person I knew in New York. <laughs> oh, 
do God. it again. I'm a... I may say, ow, 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 <laughs> but do it again. She did that in Thoroughly Modern, modern Miller. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. I, well, I have... We never did Barbara Streisand and Walter Matthau. And, oh, and Funny Girl. Yes. I don't. I didn't print the dialogue. That's very funny. Unless you want to wing it. Yes. Oh, that was... We'll do it next time. I don't want to be in the finale. <laughs> oh, my God, that was funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that, was, that, was, that was exhausting. Really, really funny. I <laughs> love you, Porgy. So we should wrap it up. Really? Yes. What time is it? Oh, it's 7.23. You've got to go. Yeah. You've got I, stuff oh, yes. to do. I can't believe we've been here for like, oh, it's almost. Well, I got like. Okay, here's, here's go one ahead. I'm just walking into. What? Do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my concert, my one-man show with my band. You know, I have an opening number. I do I do a lot of musical uh, stuff in my show. I'm not a pure stand-up like some. Yes. I, I, you, you, you do I a different show. I used to be, but I turned on myself. Um, uh, but I love music. Laugh had a lot of songs Laugh in it. Laugh had a yeah. lot of music in it. And my husband writes a lot of, a lot of the original Jerry, stuff. Give my Jerry a plug. Jerry Dixon, he, <clears throat> who was an if-then on Broadway with the Del Dazim or Dina Dazim. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he... he he wrote me some good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, the Broward Center for the Arts, the Parker Playhouse, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Saturday, sub, uh, J- June 13th. So, sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. And and so I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert uh, Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre and worldwide cunt hunter, <laughs> Mario <laughs> Hunter Cantone. Wait, I was supposed to send you out with the Gidget theme song. You want to take oh, a yes. step? Gidget, Gidget, Gidget or Patty song. Duke? Your choice. If you're in doubt about angels being real, I can't arrange to change any doubt you'd feel. Where do you see my Gidget? You want a boy of Valentine? You're gonna say she's all that you adore, but stay away. Gidget is smoking for you're gonna find that Gidget is mine. Wow. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Fantastic. Thanks for doing the show, buddy. I, I had the greatest time. I, I can't believe it flew by like that. We love you. I know. Uh, your beautiful wife is over there. and <laughs> Thank you, Frank Bredarosa and Nutmeg. It's just, you know, he slept through the whole thing, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lucky man. I'm sitting here with two comedy geniuses. I'm, ver- I'm very entertained. You're sitting here with one anyway. I don't know about Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. I adore you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Too. Thank you. Thank you.